Two sisters, two ways. Hi, I'm Raquel. And I'm Sarita. Parallel Ways is a podcast of sisters sharing insights into their millennial lives. Welcome back, folks. We're coming at you today with a very exciting episode. I think I say that every week. I'm wondering for this episode, who's more excited, me or you? Well, I've been excited to talk about this topic for a while, and you have been the one keeping me at bay about it. (laughs) Uh, But before we dive in, hit me with a funny story. What's been going on in your life? Hit me with a funny story. No, hit me, not hit you. Hit you with a funny story. Um, I don't know. I I don't have one for you. Nothing. That's going... like too much. You know I'm a processor. You oh, can't Jesus just throw Christ. these things at me. Give me a day or two. <laughs> well, I'll give you a quick update on my life. My hair, incredibly long. I hate it, but I'm only growing it out for the wedding because I'm going to put in extensions. I want it to look blended. Have you decided if you're going to do all down, half down? Yes, I figured it out. So for the ceremony, I'm going to do waves, really big hair, and then maybe tuck it behind my tuck one side or maybe both sides behind my ears we'll see we'll see how that looks and then for the reception i'm going to do a low pony like a very loose low pony and tie it with like a ribbon or something hmm when i'm dancing oh okay just to keep that weave like at bay you know yeah i think it'll be fine because not like you have a lot of hair no but when i put in my <laughs> extensions i do We're getting down to the last four months, folks, on the wedding, and there's just so many, like, little details and things that I've been avoiding, but now it's like... You have to... Now I have to Confront them. Like, I still don't even have a hair person. Yeah. I told you a month ago. I know. Gave you the timeline. You don't listen to me. I know. I'll get that going. Yeah. All right. Really? You've got nothing exciting in your life? Um, no, I don't. Okay. That's a big (laughs) lie. That's a big lie. And you know why? That big lie is going to be exposed today. So why don't you give everyone the dude news? Okay. The big news is I'm carrying my sister's baby. (laughs) How funny. (laughs) We always had this joke growing up. She had this fear of like childbirth. And so she was like, I'm going to make you my surrogate. And I was like, fine, but I'll do it for a price. And I think she started off at 50,000. But as I've grown older, I've learned that she's just been ripping me off. So now it's up to 200000 to be her surrogate. You act like it's abnormal to be afraid of childbirth. Like- I, I wouldn't say abnormal, but I'm like, what is there to be afraid of? Like, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, how do you think you got here? I know. I don't know that I'm ready to eject a human out of my body. But apparently you are because dun, 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 I'm is pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> yes. So I've, I've been pregnant for a while. <laughs> But I wanted to keep it to myself as long as I could, just so that I could process it. Because once again, I'm a processor. And sometimes I just need to do that by myself, or at least with my husband, before I let more people know. Okay, you let me know pretty early on. Why don't you tell everyone how you told me? I found out, I feel like relatively late to when people find out that they're pregnant. So I found out at almost seven weeks. And from there, I felt confident telling at least my family when I'm around the end of my first trimester. So that was around our dad's birthday. So we went out to dinner and I bought an Amazon lotto ticket 
a, a lotto ticket on Amazon that looks like a real lotto ticket that when you scratch the prize, it says, guess what? We're having a baby. So I made up this whole story at the dinner table about this scratcher for my dad and with like, there's certain barcodes that you want to look for. And I've really figured out the science to like how you win the scratcher. And because it's your birthday, I know this is one's going to be a winner, right? So I got him all into like scratching. So we're at Ocean. We're at Ocean Forty Four. I'm sitting at the other end, like jabbering about her life, talking and about what myself, she's doing. <laughs> and I just see her and my dad doing this scratcher, and I'm like, ugh. Like here, here it goes again. It's like this drawn out whole big thing for just a five dollar scratcher. And so it's funny because I had Brian. I was like, you need to record as my dad is scratching. And so if we watch the video back, you just hear you, you have video. Talk- yeah, you just hear you talking about yourself. <laughs> Because, you know, you were sitting right across from Brian and you talk loudly. Actually, you were sitting next to Brian and you talk so loudly. So then you hear you and mom having this conversation about flying and whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. And you're just talking about yourself. It's really funny. So then my dad looks at the scratcher. He like scratches everything off. Well, yeah. So he got his three in a row. And then I was like, good, dad. I was like, you got to scratch your prize now. He goes, no, no, no. I'm going to scratch the rest of the boxes just in case. I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh. So then the the box, he like starts scratching in the middle and he was like, having, we're having, and then he scratches the top and says, guess, guess what? And then he scratches the bottom and he's like, baby. So he scratches the whole thing. He goes, and he literally reads out loud. It's in the video. He goes, guess what? We're having a baby. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Because he was like looking for the money prize, you know, because I had hyped him up so much. And he was like, I just kept on looking for the, for the dollar side. I was like, where's the money? <laughs> he was so confused. And Rock's like, I'm having a baby. He goes, you are. And then she starts crying into her napkin. And I go, what the hell is going on over there? And I look over and then. No, actually, what it was is he read it out loud, right? But he wasn't processing the words. He said, guess what? We're having a baby. And then I just remember seeing your head and mom's head just turned towards us. And was like, wait, what? <laughs> And then she started crying. And I was like, this bish. And I said, God damn it. Now I'm going to have to pick up the whole bill. (laughs) I'm going to have to pay for this bish's dinner now. Jesus. Yeah. And then, of course, at that point, it was still so new to me. Because like I said, I found out just a few weeks prior. And so I I can't regulate any type of emotion. And so I just cry. Like any time. I mean, that, that was the first time we had told someone, too. So Good luck with that, Miss Already Emotional. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to cry on my wedding. You cry now in a pinch. What means you're not going to cry, cry when you're I cry as hormone? an emotional release. I'm not really upset. It's well, just I, a, I'm not upset either. <laughs> it's just the reaction I have to dealing with people. Yeah. So then the next day or that night we had told my in-laws and then the following day we told the rest of my siblings and then we waited a few weeks before we started. So we started slowly telling other people so i would say most people so here's the kicker here's the most important part of this she is due in february i am getting married end of january this bish is going to be eight months pregnant at my wedding don't you love how she's like here's the kicker and this is how it concerns me (laughs) she already wears like size 10 shoes so i'm gonna have to get her like size 11 shoes like clown shoes oh my gosh and she already has a Made of honor dress slash dress. So I don't know how she's going to fit in it. Fortunately, it's a wrap dress. The problem is, is that 
I never thought my chest could get bigger than what it was. I'm like, I'm just going to be like a triple A or a double A cut for the rest of my life. And so now I, and because I'm wide in my chest area with my bones, but I never had a huge chest, then, you know, I can squeeze into a lot of stuff. But now if you got the big chest and you got the wide bones, I mean, I might be showing a lot of my chest, like cleavage. She gave them a pop in people, (laughs) popping in every place you can imagine. Yeah. But like stomach wise, I should be fine. And when I went to the doctor this past week, she was like, well, because you have a long torso, the baby's actually going to grow long ways in your stomach because she had a lot of space. And then she goes, then you'll really start popping out maybe like at seven months. So yes, I will have a big stomach regardless at your wedding because it'll be eight months. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that all works out. Holy smoke, she's going to get emotional too. She's not going to be able to do her speech and perform it correctly. You know, I'm not going to lie because I've been working on it. I have like cried. Oh <laughs> read it. God. It, it's not even like emotional. Like it's actually pretty funny, but I just can't keep it together. <laughs> because you better you practice. Just, because you think about the moment that you're actually going to be doing it and then how just more off rail your hormones are going to be at that time. So when I did Rock's Maid of Honor speech at her wedding, it was like funny and it pulled in like stories. At the very end, I got like slightly emotional and I turned it into a joke. And I said, I'm not going to be like all y'all fools out there who was crying during the ceremony because so many people were like crying during the ceremony because Rock was crying uncontrollably. (laughs) And I said, I'm going to keep my shit together, unlike all y'all. And everyone just started laughing about that. Yeah. Yeah, but there's this one point where you were like talking and then you like looked over to me because you were you were trying to compose yourself and I was like, oh, she's gonna cry. <laughs> no, I kept it together. But then afterwards, I think one of your ex-coworkers was like, oh, that was like a roller coaster of emotions. I was happy. I was laughing. I was crying because it was so great. And I, I feel like, like mm. I know who that, <laughs> that person was. <laughs> All right. So give us the real real. I know last season we did an episode where we said what type of parents we would be like. I guess, what, how has it been? I, I don't know. I don't know that I care about that stuff. You don't care about what? <laughs> like <laughs> like every, what kind of parent I'm going to be? No. Well, let's skip that. Every week she calls me and it's a new fucking story. It's, <laughs> oh, let me tell you about what she's doing. Oh, let me tell you what the doctor said. Let me tell you about what I'm eating. It is like the most useless shit that she calls me about every single week about this pregnancy. Well, I just, I just know that you are also interested in having a baby one day. And I just really want to give you the real, real of what to expect. You know, it's not all flowers and butterflies. Wait, there's no part of it that I think is flower and butterflies. I don't know what you're talking about. I have never had, you know, people that say, I really enjoy being pregnant. I'm like, damn, girl, you need to find some more things in your life if you find pregnancy Uh, enjoyable. I wouldn't necessarily say it's been enjoyable, but it hasn't been bad. And I think I always prepare myself for the worst, and it hasn't been like that. So no morning sickness, no nausea, no, like, ravenous cravings, no, um, what else happened? The only thing is I've been really fatigued, at least in the first trimester. I was really fatigued. and then. I would say in the first trimester is like, what, 12 weeks? I would say in the first half of my first trimester, when I didn't know I was pregnant, that was probably the worst, but I just didn't know. I was hungry. I was gaining weight. I felt bloated all the time. My boobs were getting bigger, and I didn't know why. (laughs) I know. You're probably wondering, how does she go this far and not know that she's pregnant? But 
I had other health issues, like you mentioned. It was the same time that my whole thyroid thing was happening. I was tired. Guess I was what? grouchy. Your boobs don't grow because you have thyroid problems. <laughs> Stupid. Well, well, I was also trying to get a period at that time because I have an irregular period because of my thyroid. See, it's all connected. All connected to the thyroid. And then I was grouchy. And I told Brian, I'm like, I know I'm being grouchy. And I know that I can correct myself to not be grouchy. But I don't even care to. (laughs) That's how I live my life. I know I'm being bitchy. I just choose to be that way. I just. You have been extremely extra bitchy. Case in point. No, no, no. Planning the bachelorette. People who have made her life difficult or bowed out, you have been especially bitchy towards. And then you convey that bitchiness to me. And I go, good, good. I don't have to be the bitchy one. You're like, wow, she's finally standing up for herself. (laughs) I'm like, this is what I've been teaching you all these years. Yeah, but it's funny because a lot of that, a lot of that uh, emotion I was feeling, I had no awareness why I was, I was feeling that way. So now how do you feel? Now I feel great. Now I would say being almost at the halfway point, I like feel pregnant, you know? like You look pregnant. Well, I mean. I would rather look pregnant than just look like lumpy. Yeah. You know? I, yeah I, I, like first I trimester, agree. you're like, what is that shape that's coming out of you? Second trimester, the shape starts to form. It's, it be, it's a little bit more defined. Yeah. yeah. Have you like used it to your advantage at all? Um, with Brian. No, no. You need to extend <laughs> that. Uh, I have a friend who's pregnant and we went out to lunch and we're at the cash register. We're at Flower Childs. And I go, oh, I'm taking my lunch. I'm my friend. I'm taking my lunch out. I'm taking my friend out for lunch because she's pregnant. And he's like, oh, congrats. And I was like, does she get a free cookie? And he goes... <laughs> He goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> I go, hey, take a cookie. I would take a free cookie from Flower Child. I think, like a cookie. yeah, these are the things that you could milk a little more. Like, yeah. you know, as you're walking up to, you're in a line at Target and the line is too long. You just rub your belly. No, you just go, oh, oh, make some moaning sounds, grab your belly. People will move out of the way for you. Yeah. I will say, and I don't know if it's like a, like a pheromone thing, but before I was like really showing I would go and like run errands, like go to Target or Costco, and everyone just like got out of my way. They would be like, oh, go ahead, you go first, or oh, let me hold the door open for you. And I told Brian, I'm like, without knowing, I think people know that I'm pregnant. Yeah. I totally think it's a thing. Sure. How, uh, are you going to tell everyone the gender? I think I already exposed it when I said she earlier, but it, it is a girl. So I'm very excited because... I can share my love for Minnie Mouse with her, and we can have, like, baking playdates together. I hope she's like me. Okay. (laughs) If she is, she's going to spend most of her time here, because I'm not dealing with that. I've already dealt with it once. How Uh, do you feel about being an aunt again? I don't know that I have feelings about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure my current nephew, uh, I was there yesterday for four hours, mean mugged me played with me, then made mug me again, then started crying when I tried to carry him. So <laughs> it's a love-hate. It's me always trying to get someone else's love. Yeah. Yeah. You know why you don't get it? Because you try too hard. I know. And I, I refuse to stop trying. <laughs> I know. You're going to be that aunt. I'm now taking the, um, I'm going to try to be the cool, relaxed aunt and let him come to me. I'm going with that approach. No, I am cool. I'm just not relaxed. You're never relaxed. Yeah, it'll be exciting having a little niece because I have a nephew. And so this is just someone that's probably going to give me attitude instead of giving me dirty looks. But who knows? She could be doing both. Yeah. I will say that this week and the latest development is I felt her move for the first time. 
I was in a meeting late afternoon at work and people were talking and I'm sure she didn't want to be part of the meeting. So she just started kicking me and it just felt like a, like an intense pulse. You know, like sometimes you feel your pulse like mm. in different parts of your body. Yeah. But this one was like a pulse and then it kind of radiated out. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's what it felt like. People said it felt like bubbles or gas bubbles or butterflies. I, I don't understand that feeling. It feels you, like a pulse. Are you going to turn into one of those people that only talks about their kids and only lives for their kids and posts their kids on social media no. all the time? No. Okay, no. so when you do do that, do I slap you? Like, what do I get to do? <laughs> no, I don't think – I mean, I haven't even put on social media that I'm pregnant. I don't think I would at all either. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess here we're doing it on the podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say our dedicated podcast listeners – deserve to know because they're the ones that really follow us and give us those 15 yes, likes every time yes. we post a photo. Yes, you're the one that I'm willing to tell and share it with. But <laughs> everyone on my personal Instagram, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not following the podcast, you don't mean anything to us. Um, so tell us about your approach with uh, baby things because I know it's like you're pregnant, you start telling people, and everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's like, Everyone. you need A, you need B, you yeah. need C. Everyone. And I've already started, this is kind of the stressful part. Not only am I getting married, right? I'm having two bridal showers. Then you tell me you're pregnant, meaning I have to throw you a baby shower. Once again, how this impacts her life. <laughs> <laughs> right before holiday season, it's just like another thing I have to do. But tell us about baby planning and baby essentials and buying stuff. I haven't put much thought into any of it uh, but we started doing some initial browsing and shopping I wanted to go to places where I can really like touch and feel because online you can read the specs all you want but it may not be what you're expecting once you get it in person so I wanted to go to like bye bye baby we went to Target we went to Ikea yesterday just to look to see what kind of baby stuff they have so I have a pretty good sense of like what I want and the essentials we just haven't bought it yet. And we're actually going to wait for Black Friday. Um, do baby things go on sale at Black Friday? Yeah, actually, yeah, How do they you do. Know? Because you go look at those ads from all those previous years and they have this huge like baby section. You can do that? Oh my God. What do you mean you can do that? What does that mean? I didn't know you it's could look at past back no, no, no. Black Friday no, no, ads. No, no, no. You don't look at ads in general, so you wouldn't even know. But if you study the ads from like, previous years you would find that there's all with all this baby stuff on sale so i'm hoping that's when i can like buy the stroller the crib those are like the big big items what do you want me to get um a stroller or a crib <laughs> i want the stroller that has the car seat where you know you just plug it in right and then it converts to a toddler one so you can just take the car seat from the car to the stroller i want one of those how do you feel about used baby items I'm okay with used baby items. I think we should go the scour only... the expensive stuff. Oh, I I agree. Let's see if we can get a Nuna stroller. Yes. <laughs> used. Yes. Like a really good price. I mean, that's the only way I would get a Nuna if I could get it used. And Is uh, that more expensive than up a baby? Uh, I, I think so. I think yeah. they're, they're number one. Mm. I, I, but I would say that if I was going to do something new, I would want it to be the car seat and stroller because, you know, like the car seat, they have like the five-year limit that you oh and also they sweat in that it's like the safety no it's more of the safety and the mechanism of the seat like it wears down i sweat when i sleep so i imagine my baby will also sweat like they're working out when they're sleeping baby ends up being like you i'm gonna be like f my life seriously (laughs) so going up i was uh there's this this phrase in chinese 
And I don't know what the translation is exactly, but think of it as like pissy. (laughs) (laughs) So like... So how has that changed and now you being an adult? (laughs) When I was little, my parents, if I was like being bad or naughty, but like giving an attitude, they would say this phrase in Chinese. It's fat pay. And essentially like, oh, she's just being pissy. She's over there in the corner just, you know. Yeah. And... I would fall asleep in the car, like everywhere we went. Like the car is my favorite place to sleep. And we would arrive to where we are. I wouldn't want to wake up. And I would be like sweating. It'd be like drool on my face. I would be like in my jacket, but like my hair would be all wet because I'd be sweating. And there's like family footage of my parents just like filming me in the car while I'm sleeping. And like trying to get you up. Rock and my brother just like running around in the front yard because I wouldn't get up. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that... But I would be pissy. So then they would wake me up and then I would be so mad and yeah. give such a big attitude. I would stamp my feet, be grouchy. Yeah. And, and I am still like that to this day. <gasps> now, what's funny is that when we were in high school, we had a family gym membership and, and dad always wanted to go to the gym late at night because it was less crowded. And he would say, we're going to go late at night. You go work out. They have showers there. We're paying all this money. You shower at the gym, right? So... um. Surfy still fought pay in high school, and we would still drag her to the gym. So I think like you even packed your gym bag and everything. We get to the gym, and you're like, no, I'm not going. Like you had fallen asleep or something, and you're like, I'm not going into the gym. And like dad couldn't get you out of the car. (laughs) I do. She's like a teenager, right? (laughs) Can't get her out of the car. So all of us get out, we go work out, we just leave her in the car. And we said, okay, we'll, we'll give you the key. I wasn't feeling well. Okay, if that's, what, if that's the story that you want to go with, sure. I remember having like a fever. No, no, I think now you're making up, you're like making up your own narrative, right? But she was just a fat pay. So, so we get back to the car. Right? <laughs> and <Stop>. she, <laughs> she's always been. The person who, like, when she wakes up, she, like, has no idea where she is. And it's really hard to even wake her up. So we're, like, knocking on the car, like, trying to get her to wake up. She's, like, not moving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, crying. It's so funny. She's, like, not moving. So just keep on knocking on the door. Stop. You can't tell the story. You can't. If you can't stop laughing, don't tell the story. And and we finally get her to get up, right? And we're, like, sorry, unlock the car. She holds the car remote onto us and she just keeps on clicking, clicking the button. So she keeps on going, lock a lock, lock a lock. I'm del- I was delirious. I'm glad and you she, find it so funny. And she was doing it for like five minutes. And they couldn't get in the car. But it's because I was like half asleep, half awake, and I was just like new to unlock the car. But she was so incessant. She was like, chee, 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 click. Anyways, I hope my baby, I mean, your oh. baby is just like me. You can deal with me all over again. I can't deal with a grouchy sleeper. Like, that's like you when you wake up. They're going to be a grouchy sleeper. I have a friend who just had a baby, and I'm, like, so forgiving because it's her first baby, and she's like, I'm trying to get her to sleep, but she's being a tear. No, but that's that's normal. Yeah. And the first, like, six weeks, that's, like, normal. You You just go with the baby because the baby doesn't know any better. Yes. I'll come babysit. Yeah. Am I going to be holding a leg in the delivery room? Um, I already told you no, <laughs> because you're going to cause more havoc than relaxation for me. And I just can't have that. So years ago, Rock had jaw surgery. She had like this massive underbite. And to correct it, 
they back in the day used to break your jaw. Well, for her, they just removed like two bones and moved the jaw back. But when she woke up. how did you remember that? Because I was your nurse. So when she woke up, uh, her face was bloated. She looked like the nutty professor and her jaw (laughs) was wired shut and it had to be wired shut for two weeks. No, two months. Oh, that was two months? Yeah. I've been lying to people and telling them two weeks. Oh, please. I wish it was two weeks. So she had to get it wired shut for two months. So after she comes out of surgery, originally she was just going to stay in the hospital by herself. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Like after surgery, you're I in thought, a horrible I'll place. I'll be fine. I've had And I said, no, before. no, I'll take the night off and I'll spend the night. So I spent the night at the hospital. And every time she woke up, I would like wake up and tend to her. But no, she- no, no. It was any time. So the thing is, because they put the breathing tube during the surgery. So when you wake up, you're throat is sore it's like dry so stuff gets like caught in there so you just kind of always have to go you know to like get it get out every time i did that she would pop up from her bed like i had a cot like in the hallway yeah (laughs) she would pop up she would pop up from the bed like a mole from the ground what are you okay is everything okay i'm like geez i'm fine but she can't talk so she has like this whiteboard where she's writing things down and then she would tell me like water so i she had like this little tube that was connected to a syringe and I would just slowly syringe water to like the back of like her mouth. Yeah. So but again, remember her down. jaws wired shut, like her yeah. teeth are clenched together. So I had to like push the tube to the back and slowly like give her water. Yeah. And I will say she was very delicate for when like she did twelve it. hours. I was like that crazy nurse. I was like running around to the nurses' station. Yeah. You know, it's like two in the morning, and, and I'm then sure finally, like, this I, bitch. I was smart and I did. I used my whiteboard. And I wrote nauseous on the whiteboard. And then I rubbed my stomach. So I said nauseous. I rubbed my stomach, right? Because I was feeling these like waves of nausea, right? Like I would feel a little nauseous. Yeah, from the anesthesia. And then it would subside. Because so each time I was like nauseous, she's like, oh, you want me to get someone? And then I'm like, oh, it went away, right? So I kept on feeling it. So I felt nauseous this one time. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to throw up. But then I was like, how am I going to throw up when my mouth is like wired shut? So I I signed to her, I'm nauseous. And then you said, do you want me to get the nurse? And I said, yes. So she ran, she like literally (laughs) ran to go get the nurse. Well, in that time, the throw up had came up, but I didn't know what to do with it. And it was like a slow come up too. So I just swallowed my throw up, right? But some of it spewed out. So they come, no, no, no. So you guys come back, right? And you were like, do you still feel nauseous? And then I wrote, like, I threw up, but I just swallowed it. And then you kind of did this, like, goo! Like, <laughs> I was so grossed Like, out. look, right? But because I had swallowed it, it obviously didn't sit well with my stomach. And then, like, two seconds later, it all came up plus more, and it just spewed out of my mouth. But, like, out of these out little of gaps. This is the nastiest shit. Yeah. I'm so and sorry so, you're listening so to this podcast. You, yeah, like, you saw it, and the nurse, and I just remember seeing your face, and it was like, you were so offended. <laughs> I was like, goo. So what did I do? I ran out of the room to get another <laughs> nurse. <laughs> All I hear her, she's running down the hallway. We need another nurse. We need another nurse. And I'm like, emergency, emergency. <laughs> There's a nurse at the nurse's station. She's like, uh, isn't there someone in there? And I was like, yes, but we need backup. Yeah. So the second, <laughs> the second nurse comes in, she like doesn't know what to do because there's like, the at that point, the throw up, which I had saw, it was like somewhat green had like dripped Stop. down You're dripped so down my gross. chest like down my gown and so they basically had to like change, change her yeah change and the me. other nurse was like okay i think she's okay and i was like okay but we just needed some backup <laughs> so i'm sure i was like the biggest pain in their ass i kept going into like the nurse's station area and getting like apple juice 
and other things to like syringe for rock, but also for myself for sustenance. Yeah. I stayed up for like 12 hours watching her. And then I remember at like probably six o'clock, I decided to get some shut eye. No, 530. I got some shut eye. I woke up at six o'clock to all these people walking in the hallway in my fucking room. <laughs> and I was like, I can't sleep. This is like a functioning hospital. Yeah. All these people decide to come into work. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a little rough and I guess I wasn't producing enough fluid and then they wouldn't discharge me until I peed enough. And I had no idea that I had a catheter in so me gross. either. This that is was so like, gross. You're was, like grossing out people. I was like thinking, I was like, why don't I have the sensation to pee? <laughs> the whole thinking. point of this story is that I'm going to make for an excellent labored nurse. And excellent. No, she's going to freak out and then she's going to be like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, nurse, should that be happening? Should that be happening? I don't think this is normal. Like, she's going to impose what she thinks should be happening, and I just can't have that. I, I can't. I can't. And who knows, you know, in these COVID times, how many people they're going to let me have in there. So I might just have Brian in there. But if I can bring in two people, it's going to be mom, not you. Okay? <laughs> I'm bringing in the experienced person, not the one who's going to, like, make me stressed out. Have you gotten uh, like feedback from people or people telling you, oh, you should breastfeed, you shouldn't use formula? I mean, you yeah, you hear this. all that stuff. You know what I say? That's nice, right? It just goes in, in one, out the other. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. When people, when I get pregnant, people tell me that, I'm probably just going to turn around and walk away. Yeah. There, there are the few people that I will listen to what they, because I, I see in their parenting style and I, I value how they, how they parent. So I'll, I'll listen to that. But I'll say I haven't really done like the research. I have no books. It's more of like when the moment comes about, then I'll go on Google and I'll read or I'll ask my doctor. Is Lamaze still a thing? I think so. Like birthing classes. It's it's not like Lamaze class. It's just birthing classes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what kind of mother she's going to be. We're in Portland at my bachelorette and she's sitting in bed and we have uh, champagne in our little refrigerator and some orange juice, the fresh squeeze from whole foods like the 17 dollar gallon one and uh she's like hey can you give me some like orange juice and i'm like oh bish just because you're pregnant fine i'll do it right that's how you get sucked into it you start doing one thing because you feel bad she's pregnant and then you're like okay (laughs) it's okay i'll do i'll do other stuff so i give her this orange juice she finishes the whole thing and then she goes "Uh uh-oh and i go what and she goes this is not pasteurized and i was like what does that mean she's like i don't think i was supposed to drink that so then she calls Brian, and Brian's like, no, you were not supposed to drink that. And she's like, uh-oh. I'm like, this is, he's like, this is what happened with the food police is not with you. <laughs> because he basically just tells me what I can and can't eat, and then I get mad at him. And then there's me that's like, yeah, you want orange juice? Yeah, I'll get you orange juice. But of course, it's like, you know, when you're first pregnant, or during your first pregnancy, you want to, like, follow everything that you can, like, all the precautions or whatever. But people just throw all of that caution to the wind once they have their second and third child. So I don't even take it that seriously. Like before I knew I was pregnant, I had some pigs in a blanket. Like you're not supposed to eat hot dogs. And I like, <laughs> the only thing I wanted to eat were those pigs in the blanket. And then we're on our way home and I, I'm like just sitting and reflecting. And I just say out loud, I'm like, you know what? I don't think I was supposed to eat that. <laughs> and Brian's like, oh my gosh. And I think that's why he started to like really like do the research about what I can and can't eat. He's like, you're only allowed to have 12 ounces of fish a week. And I was like, do not limit me. Sushi is going to be my hard thing. Like, I love sushi. You know, I have sushi once a week. One of the things that I don't necessarily have the urge, but then like once you know you can't eat it, then you're like, oh, I kind of want it. Like I'm not even a huge sandwich person, 
And I can't tell you how many times I'm like, damn, a sandwich sounds so good like right Like roast now. beef sandwich yeah. with lettuce and tomato? Yeah. Like we were at the deli section yesterday. You can eat Munster cheese because it's a mild, soft cheese. So they said it's okay to eat. So I've been eating a but lot But if of- you cook it, is it okay? Um, yes. But like you don't usually cook like raw cheeses. No, but like right, I'll melt cheese. that shit on my tuna melt. Yeah, yeah, Can I have yeah. tuna? Uh, uh, oh. Canned tuna is fine. <laughs> but not the, <laughs> not the high mercury especially. Do tuna. I, yeah. But I don't even really like tuna. So it's like those things. It's like once you're told you can't have it, then you want it. Yeah. It's kind of that psychological, psychological thing. But I would say if anything, my cravings come from if I see someone eating something and I want it, then I want it. And I won't stop until I get it. So it's one of those things, unless obviously I, I can't have it. So I'm still thinking about a Costco hot dog and how I want one. <laughs> That's nasty. You're like nasty. But we're going to listen to this episode and think you're the nastiest person. <laughs> um, but I would say if anything, it's been hard to make myself eat more. So my doctor specifically told me I should have more protein and fat. And it's very hard to make myself consume more protein. Like, it's just not something that sounds that desirable to me. But nothing really sounds that desirable to me. So I just have to eat. Like, if you were to say, what are you in the mood for right now? I'm like, "Uh, nothing sounds appealing. Yeah. That's my problem. Like, I need to have more urges or cravings, which I don't have enough of. I see that you uh, are no longer wearing your wedding rings. Yeah, because I freaked out because I couldn't get it off my finger. So Brian, like, yanked it off and was like, you're not allowed to wear these anymore. Wear the silicone ring. (laughs) I've been wearing the silicone ring instead. I'm like, fine. I'm in the process of ordering my wedding bands. Yeah. I'm and the thing do is, two like, bands. my. No, they, you're not even listening they, to me. You just want to talk about yourself. They fit. They fit. It's just like if there's swollen moments in the day, then you're just. I always have this fear that rings are going to get stuck in my finger. Because remember when we were younger, we would try on like mom's ring and her ring got stuck in my finger. Yeah, because you got fat ass bones. I mean, fat ass fingers. <laughs> I said yeah. bones. Yeah. Did you hear I'm going to do two wedding bands? No, I didn't hear. Like two thin bands. No. And do I care? No, I don't. Like, M- I think... Miss, miss, I don't even know if I want to do a wedding band. If that's well, I'm no, I, I'm not going to wear it as wedding bands. I'm probably going to wear it on my other finger. Here's my thing. You getting pregnant is like raining on my parade. This was like <laughs> supposed to be my time. So this episode about me being pregnant has now come about how you're angry about how it's raining on your wedding parade. I'm not You know angry. what? You have enough celebrations, okay? Like, you have two bridal showers, you had your bachelorette, you have all the pre-wedding festivities, you have all the post-wedding festivities. That doesn't even include the actual wedding festivities. You are fine. I forget who I was talking to. And, oh, I was talking to my old boss. We went over for wine night the other night, and he's like, what bridal shower? Isn't that what you just had in Portland? And I was like, no, that's a bachelorette. I'm having two bridal showers. And then there's going to be a welcome event before the wedding. And then there's going to be the wedding. And then there's a, a, a dinner with the family. He's like, Jesus Christ. I know. Exactly. <laughs> there is no raining on the parade here. Okay. And it's not like it's like when you're getting married. No, I, uh, I, don't, I don't really care. I just like to build some equity. So I feel like, you know, so you feel like you owe me something. Okay. So like I planned your bachelorette party and your bridal shower. And I'm going to do all your bitch work around the wedding. That Where's my equity? We started working on your bridal shower invite last night. Oh, is that why you were asking those questions? What question? About yes. what you were yes. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to share with the, did you want to share about your pregnancy? Like things that aren't going to gross people out. 
things that aren't going to gross people out. Um, no. I said, now that she's bigger, and I'm almost at the halfway point, I was saying earlier that you just feel this, like, pressure, or they call it, like, a dull pain, where you just, like, know that there's something there. So now, I know that she's moving when, like, there's a certain area of my stomach that gets hard. Ew. (laughs) I said, if there was one, I would, like, have you feel it, because then you could... So then yesterday, I'm lying down. And then I just felt this like bulging come out from this one area and it was kind of round and I was like, oh my gosh, that's either her head or her butt. <laughs> like, I don't know which one. How do you know it was in her foot? Ah, uh, because it was really round. I actually thought it was her head. I know. The, it, it's been fun to have her have her move. Like, we were running errands yesterday and then Brian was like, okay, baby, we're going to listen to my music now so mom doesn't feed you that factory boy that work. <laughs> and then... Uh, he like played the song and I was like, yeah, see, she's not kicking. I was like, but if you play some Backstreet Boys, she'll probably start kicking because she's at the point where she can like hear that. So no swearing. You sweared a lot in this episode, not around the baby. Oh my gosh. I went and saw my friend who just had a baby. I have so many friends with babies right now. Uh, A friend who had her baby the weekend of my bachelorette and she has two other little kids and I was swearing like a sailor and she was like, language. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Really, like, they don't process that stuff, but, like... It's just so natural to me. Yeah, swearing. Yeah. Yeah, clean. you clean that up. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. Rock's pregnant. That's the that's the takeaway from this episode. Yeah, see how enthusiastic she... <laughs> see how that energy at the beginning to now when she's, like, she's riding on my parade. Uh... No, I know. I know you're happy, and I'll let you, I'll let you uh, take care of the baby anytime you want. I have no problem letting letting that up. I'll I'll take care of the baby. <laughs> and then I'll... I would say like I have to trust you first because I know sometimes you do questionable things. <laughs> Very questionable. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining for this week's episode. Again, follow us on Instagram. Like our stuff. Give us some reviews on Apple Podcasts, please. <laughs> Maybe we should stop saying it. Maybe people are tired of hearing. Um, No, I'm going to give everyone a call to action at the end of every episode. And that's that's it. To love the review. To like and make a review. Yes. All right. So we will come back to you next week with uh, another fun topic. Toodles. Toodles.